Hello, and welcome to the turbulent world of Middle East soccer, or Middle East soccer podcast. I'm your host, James Dorsey. When U.S. intelligence asserted that Iran was selling hundreds of combat drones to Russia, it was signaling more than Iranian support for Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine, suggesting that Russia was not capable of serial producing its own drones. The intelligence served to question further Russian military capabilities, already overshadowed by doubt because of the poor performance of Russian military personnel and equipment on the Ukrainian battlefield. The U.S. disclosure followed the inauguration in Tajikistan of Iran's first overseas drone manufacturing facility. The factory produces Iran's Ababil II multi-purpose reconnaissance and killer drone. The disclosure likely also drew Gulf attention to Iran's potentially expanding role in assisting Russia and China in an increasingly bifurcated world at a time that Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates were maneuvering to put their strained relations with the Islamic State on a more even keel. With Russia, Iranian assistance goes far beyond the supply of drones. Iran stands to gain substantially from being a key node in a Eurasian transport corridor that would help Russia circumvent US and European sanctions. Iran would enhance its geopolitical usefulness by offering a route into Central Asia and Afghanistan that allows India to circumvent its arch enemy, Pakistan. Indian Foreign Minister S. Jashankar pushed this month at a meeting in Tashkent of foreign ministers of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, or SCO, to include the Indian-backed Iranian port of Chabahar in the corridor dubbed the International North-South Transport Corridor, or INSTC. The SCO groups alongside India, Russia, China, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, and Tajikistan. Iran is set to join the organization in the next year. Earlier this month, at a summit of Caspian Sea literal states, Mr. Putin hailed the corridor as a truly ambitious project that is the centerpiece of Russia's efforts to improve the transport and logistics architecture of the region. The Ukraine crisis has given a new lease on life to the INSTC, a 7,200 kilometer patchwork of independently operated railroads, highways, and maritime routes that connect Russia and India through Iran. If successful, the corridor that traverses Russia, Central Asia, the Caspian, Iran, and the Arabian Sea would reduce travel time from 40 to 60 days to 25 to 30 days and cut costs by 30%. In addition, its significance could be boosted by a hookup with Georgia, Azerbaijan, and Turkey. The Islamic Republic is indispensable to Russia since transit across its territory links that Eurasian great power with their shared Indian strategic partner. 
which safeguards Russia's strategic autonomy in these new international conditions, said analyst Andrew Korbikov. Ali Reza Peyman Pak, the head of Iran's trade promotion organization, expects the corridor to enable Iran to double its exports, despite dim prospects for a revival of the 2015 international agreement that curbed the Islamic Republic's nuclear program. A revival would involve lifting at least some of the crippling US sanctions against Iran. This month's Russian-Ukrainian agreement to export grain from three Ukrainian Caspian seaports under the auspices of the United Nations in Turkey highlighted the body of water centrality. A shipment in June of two and then 39 containers in July of wood laminate sheets from Russia to India's Jawaharlal Nehru port in Mumbai served as pilot projects for the corridor. The cargo left St. Petersburg for the Russian port of Astrakhan from where it was shipped to Iran's Anzali Caspian port. It was then taken by road across Iran to Bandar Abbas on the Gulf Coast from where the cargo was moved to Mumbai. The entire journey took 24 days. At the same time, RZD Logistics, a subsidiary of Russian Railways, the largest multimodal transport operator in the former Soviet Union and the Baltics, launched a new container train service along the INSTC. Its first train headed from Moscow to Mumbai and left the Russian capital on July 8. These are the new routes east, and Moscow is very serious about getting these put in place, especially as EU sanctions are expected to remain, even after the conflict with Ukraine is over, said Chris Devonshire Ellis, a business and investment consultant. In an illustration of the new routes, India and Uzbekistan agreed to do a pilot shipment to Mumbai through Chabahar in August. The INSTC has gained significance with a spike in trade between Russia and India, fueled by Indian imports of Russian oil. Indian imports from Russia in April and May rose by a stunning 272%, with a value of more than $5 billion, or 50% in two months of average annual trade between the two countries that ranges between eight and $11 billion. With Mr. Putin in Tehran for a meeting with his Iranian Turkish counterparts, Ibrahim Raisi and Recep Tayyip Erdogan, Iran and Russia signed a memorandum of understanding under which Gazprom would invest $40 billion in the extraction of Iranian gas and oil. Few analysts expect the memorandum to be more than a symbolic statement anytime soon. The same is true for a Russian-Iranian agreement to create an alternative international payment system that would be unable to put a dent in SWIFT. The Brussels-based group executes financial transactions and payments between banks worldwide. That leaves arms and transport alongside a conflict in Syria and a common desire to upend a US-dominated world order as the potential cornerstones 
of relations between two of the key powers that bookend the INSTC. Both countries have sufficient interest in these areas, not to allow competition for selling oil and gas to Asia at discounted prices because of the sanctions to stymie their cooperation. Said security analyst Ali Ahmadi, Iran requires a strategy for turning trade routes into economic corridors that can benefit its own citizens. If Tehran can rise to the challenge, it will have a key role to play in the development of Asia and East-West trade moving forward. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Also, thank you to all who have demonstrated their appreciation for my column by becoming paid subscribers. This allows me to ensure that it continues to have maximum impact. Maintaining free distribution means that news websites, blogs, and newsletters across the globe can republish it. I launched my column 12 years ago. To borrow a phrase from an early proprietor of The Observer, it offers readers, listeners, and viewers the scoop of interpretation. If you are able and willing to support the column, please become a paid subscriber by clicking on Substack on the subscription button at www.jamesmdorsey.substack.com and choosing one of the subscription options. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. Thank you. Take care and best wishes.